actually, how often do we turn around in our culture and say, I love myself, I feel good about myself, and direct some of that love in? It's still a little bit new for us to be really kind. That confidence and love to oneself, I think, is the final piece. Welcome to the School Plus Kids podcast. We're here to help you raise happy, confident and successful kids with quick, practical tips and proven strategies across life skills topics from our core five pillars, growth mindset, emotional intelligence, money mindset for kids, entrepreneurship and mindfulness. Get inspired and get advice and find the joy in your journey of parenting. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the School Plus Kids Life Skills Podcast. Today marks our three-month milestone, so that's really, really exciting. I want to take a quick moment to thank all of our listeners. This podcast would not be here without you, and I absolutely love sharing all of this knowledge with you, and even if it helps one parent, one child to live a better and happier and healthy life and inspire somebody, then I've done my job. So thank you very, very much. I really appreciate you listening. I'm super grateful for you. So today's episode gives you a flavor of another element of our business. Not only do we talk to successful kids from all over the world, we bring you experts in parenting to provide their knowledge to you. We do the hard work curating all of this, distill the knowledge so that all of you busy parents out there can fill your own toolbox ready to use when you need it. No one gives you a manual when it comes to raising kids and every kid is different. Parents and caregivers know them best and we're here to be your biggest cheerleaders and provide you with all the tools out there so that you can pick and choose what works best for you. We talk about many different parenting things on this podcast from gentle parenting, conscious parenting to real talk about money and hard work. It's not always everyone's cup of tea. I get that. But if you hear something that's of interest, please share it with other parents that you think might find it useful. We want to be a part of your village and that's what it takes to raise kids. In this episode, which is from our old series from the School Plus Kids magazine, you'll hear about Emily talk about mind tools for kids that will help kids keep calm, understand their emotions and how to communicate. There is a very specific way we can guide kids to do this. To help, we've also got an awesome product coming out later on this year. And if you'd like to take advantage of our introductory offer, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram at schoolplus underscore kids. You'll get over 250 conversation ideas around our five core pillars, growth mindset, emotional intelligence, money mindset for kids, entrepreneurship and mindfulness. These cards will spark insightful, interesting and engaging conversations Don't get caught up with the, how are you? How was your day? With our conversation cards, you can take five minutes, pick a card from any one of these areas, and it will help you and your child go deep into a conversation on a topic and help them understand these topics better too. So tag us and we'll send you the link straight away. Let's queue up the conversation. Hi everyone. Welcome back to another Influencer of the Month interview. And today I'm very excited to introduce Emily, who is the founder of Mind Tools for Kids. And she provides parents and children with the tools to coach kids to sparkle and shine and live amazing lives. So I first came across Emily a couple of months ago. It was online. I was obviously in the space for coaching kids and, you know, giving them the tools 
to help them grow and enrich their lives. And I came across her coaching cards. They spark off incredible conversations with children. I've actually got a seven-year-old myself, as you know, and we go through the cards every single day. You know, like I said, it's incredible for sparking the intellectual conversations, the creative and the really imaginative conversations that really help you understand how your children think and also take things to the next level. So welcome, Emily. Oh, thank you. That's just, no, that's, that's blown me away, that introduction. <laughs> it's really funny. I create something and I feel that it's going to do some good and you put it out there and you just hope. And to hear you say that as a parent and somebody doing such an amazing project that you're doing now, it means a lot. So thank you. And thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Favourite topic to talk about emotional education, which can often be sort yeah. of hidden amongst the normal pressures of life. I'm really, really pleased to be here. Fantastic. Thank you. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you came to do what you do? Yes. Well, I'm Emily and I'm a Londoner and I also have a very cheeky seven-year-old little girl who keeps me on my toes. And my background has been anything that interests me at the time. I've done all sorts of things, but one thing that's always been a thread in my life is my fascination with people. I have always been absolutely fascinated with why people do the things they do and how some people are successful at doing certain things and others aren't. Mm -hmm. And for a long time as I was growing up, it was very much me on the outside looking in at how people are living their lives. Yeah. And then I discovered the amazing world of psychology and understanding behavioral patterns. And I was hooked, absolutely hooked into it. Mm -hmm. From then on, it's just snowballed. Yeah. And I've worked with many, many adults with all sorts of issues. As we get older, we carry things through our life that maybe change some of the paths that we take. And my interest in children grew as with my child. I started yeah. to look and think, hang on a minute, if I could interrupt the patterns of life now and introduce some of this stuff that's taken me 30 odd years to learn, yeah. How different would life be? Yes. And yeah. it's just taken off from there, really, really organically. I've watched kids, looked at some of the issues, spoken to parents and thought, well, I can only offer what I've collected, what I've learnt over my time working with adults. I've found that actually we are massively, massively needing more emotional intelligence skills for children. Yeah. Um, working with kids is such fun yeah absolutely I totally agree with you <laughs> it is. yeah and do you know what I love about kids they are so willing to just dive right in and give things a go for me it's fun because I get to be really stupid creative silly, <laughs> in the moment metaphorical and just have some real good fun yeah without Keep... worrying how I'm coming across how I need to show up what people do for a living it's just totally yeah. raw good fun it keeps you young, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. And it lets me be silly. And I think for a long time, I thought, oh, I have to act a certain way throughout my 20s. And <laughs> I became a parent and I thought, I can actually go and watch kids films again. And I don't have to say why I'm doing it. <laughs> it's just awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. So you mentioned that um, obviously you're an expert in communication and stuff. So the main topic that we're going to be talking about this month is going to be around confidence and communication. So from your perspective as an expert, speaking to our reader, our readers who are seven plus, what does confidence actually mean and why is it important? 
Well, I think it's really important to remember, first of all, that all of these big meaty words, they're not things. Confidence isn't a thing. And I always use this analogy to remember, can't pick it up and put it in a wheelbarrow. And you can't pick confidence up and wheel it around. Yeah. Because it's actually a process. It's a doing. It's a process of doing. Yeah. Yeah. So confidence, you know, standard confidence can be that belief, that assurance that, yes, I can handle this. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, for you kids out there, whether it's doing some work at school, doing an activity indoors, trying something, it's just that, yeah, that feeling that I've got this covered. Yeah. And self-confidence is a little bit more than that. It's about having the belief and feeling inside everything marrying up and matching and you having that yes just that calm yes I'm okay and I've got this covered yes and I think that's important to touch on quickly because you know when when children hear these big words they're like oh I don't know what it means and because they can't grasp it and pick it up and put it in a bucket or a wheelbarrow it's difficult for them to understand what it is but actually it's something so simple and it's just a belief that yeah you've got it and so why do you think it's important to have confidence? Do you know what? It's often when we haven't had it that we realise how important it is. And yeah. for me, when I opened up my doors to coaching and working with adults and inward walk these people who had lived the most amazing lives but had no confidence in themselves and have missed out on so much, mm -hmm. that for me is the main thing. It's the without it, how much are you closing the doors to? How much are you missing out on? And that's the true richness of life experience. Yes. So it's so important. And also it's about kindness. We preach all of this kindness and gratitude and we're getting really good at that, especially in the UK now being grateful. Actually, how often do we turn around in our culture and say, I love myself, I feel good about myself and direct some of that love in. It's still a little bit new for us to be really kind. That confidence and love to oneself, I think is the final piece. And without that, we can go through life beating ourselves up, mm -hmm. which has all these knock-on effects. And again, all these doors close and we don't see the opportunities. So yeah. for me, it's all about experiencing anything out there, the richness of life and really going for it. And yeah. what you could lose out if you don't even know that that's there. Yeah, brilliant. And so what are the top three things that you think children can do to help their confidence levels and in others as well? Yeah, okay. Well, I've scored a couple of notes down because I have hundreds of ideas and that's what Mind Tools for Kids is. It's literally hundreds of ideas. My attitude is there's no set prescription for what you need to do. Mm -hmm. There might be 20 things you come across, but we're looking for the difference that makes the difference for that individual child or even adult. Yeah. So, if I was to really speed through the list and say, right, we've got a few minutes, what can we do? The top of my list would be number one, act as if. Act yep. as if you already are. So I like that. Imagine on the floor that there's a circle and that is the confidence circle. Take a deep breath in, step forward and act as if you already are. Imagine that you fast forwarded through all the learning you think you need to do and step straight into it mm -hmm. and try it on and put it in your body because the next person you meet doesn't know any different. Yeah. So acting as if you can just launch straight into it. And I tell you what, that one's been miraculous for me in my life. Yeah. There's times, especially as I've been growing up, where I've had this, this chatter in my mind, oh gosh, gosh, can I do it, can I do it? Oh, I think I know what I'm doing. And the minute I've decided, I'm just gonna, gonna do it. it. Yeah. 
that's where the magic happens. Yeah. So that one's got to be top of the list. Fantastic. Uh, and following on nicely from that, I think, is to model it in others, <clears throat> which means find someone that you can see around you, whether it's someone you know, whether it's a character in a film, a character in a book that you admire, and watch how they are doing it. Mm -hmm. How are they standing? How are they breathing? How are they walking? And focus on the body and imagine stepping into their shoes. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, if we're creating a barrier in ourselves, the easiest thing to do is to step outside of ourselves, park at us, mm -hmm. and imagine being that other person. Mm -hmm. and that can have an amazing shift. And that's mm -hmm. really good fun. And mm -hmm. I always get kids to do that. I would say, right, well, let's think of this person, you know, whether it's your cousin or, you know, a character in a film. Mm -hmm. Why are they so great? Okay, now let's step in and imagine what it's like to be them. Do they mm -hmm. say those things to themselves? How do they treat themselves? And yeah. that's really where I see these little sparkles where the kids mm -hmm. are like, right, I get it now. Mm -hmm. So those are the two that are really fun to do. Yeah. Uh, one that I'd say is an everydayer, which is a must, 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 is to have some positive affirmations. So I think every time you kids out there see a mirror, you should take a couple of moments, and you may laugh at first, but laughter is a great thing anyway. Yeah. Take a look in that mirror and say something positive about yourself. Yeah. From an I perspective. So whether that's, I am strong. I am bold. I am open to doing new things. Yeah. I can do it. Because the more you say that, those times where you might be feeling a little bit tired, a little bit unsure, those little sparks will come into your mind. And it's amazing how quickly they do. Yeah. And something easy to do. There's no excuse. And yeah. the kids that work with, I make them do that. I make them make a list of their magic mirror affirmations, we call them. Yeah. And, and I love that one. And we've actually got some affirmations later on in the magazine. So make sure you check them out. We've got a top 10 list of things that you can try out. So it, that ties in very, very nicely with that one. But I love them. And I love how physical you kind of get into it as well. So it's not just about your mind. You're actually really stepping into an imaginary oh, circle yeah. and stepping forward yeah. and taking that physical step as well as the mental step to be able to help reinforce these levels of confidence. Definitely. It really helps. And you know what? Kids don't like to sit still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, get moving. Yeah, brilliant. And so we touched on earlier just about getting out there and trying new things and how important it is to do that. And that's how confidence can help. Obviously, there's some times where some of our readers and children probably think that they're scared of failing. And then once, and if they do fail, then they're scared of trying again. So what are your tips about helping children overcome those levels of failure and being able to get back onto the horse to keep trying and moving forward with it? Well, I like to get kids, first of all, to think about how their mind works. And most of the time, our mind produces movies, it produces films for us. Yeah. And they play very quickly and we're not always aware that they're happening, but trust me, they are. Yeah. So, for instance, if a child has a new activity or they have something, a test exam or whatever it is, and they have fear around it going wrong, Mm -hmm. or it's gone wrong in the past, mm -hmm. what they're doing is really quickly playing this film of a negative outcome, of a really bad ending, like the worst possible ending. Guess what? The body 
doesn't know whether what we're thinking is real or imagined, which is why sometimes we have things like dreams or we get scared in nightmares or scared watching a film. Mm -hmm. Our body tries this off. Mm -hmm. So the whole time you're playing this negative ending, this negative movie, guess what? Your neurology, your mind, your body, everything is absorbing and sucking in all those negative feelings. Yeah, yeah. What I suggest doing is number one, notice that you're doing it pick the outcome you'd like to have instead so practice running the movie of the ending that you want not doing badly not failing got to stay focused on what you'd like instead yeah and how many people do we know when we say what what would you like they tell you what they don't want rather than what they do want the pattern we fall in i can do it with my daughter i'll say what do you want for lunch and she'll say well i don't want don't want (laughs) And yeah. I say, well, what would you like instead? Because at the moment you're focusing on what you don't want. We yes. need to shift you. So mm-hmm. I always use examples like that to help people think, okay, I am doing it. Yeah. And then the fun bit, the fun bit is creating the positive movie of what you would like. Yeah. So right, okay, so we're going to ace this test. Great. Let's go straight in our mind to the end of the film and let's make it great. And then we can rewind and work out what steps we need to take to get there. Yeah. So, always fun to do it like this and that way you've got some good stuff playing in your mind and it encourages you to step forward that's fun to do and I think from my perspective as a parent one of the things that I do with my daughter is I stop and I have a conversation with her and I say right well she's like try something oh no 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 I can't do it well how do you know you can't do it what do you think is the worst that's going to happen get her to lay out all of her fears play it out And then I say, okay, now stop. Now try it. And then when she does, it's not nearly as terrible or as horrible as she had imagined. And actually, that helps shift that mindset to help children think that actually what you imagine is probably the worst possible thing. And in all honesty, it's not going to happen. It's probably not even close to happening. It's just that that's what you're imagining. Definitely. And I, gosh, you've taken me back to a particular teenager now that I've worked with. And for them, they would build up so much stress and anxiety about the unknown. The quickest way to bring them out of it is to imagine that this is the future, what they think is going to happen, just to get it and go, well, that's the worst case scenario. Now we've got that out of the way. Because actually, you could worry about what may happen. Mm-hmm. but actually it might not so again your body's having all this negative stuff all this worry running yeah. around the body that it might not have to so yeah. worry about it if you need to at the end which the chances are you won't yeah. but i also find hinging a massive yet on the end to any unsure sentence mm-hmm. really helps a shift in the body yeah. because let's face it the body is where we tend to hold all of our feelings and emotions whether mm-hmm. it's oh in our mind in or our, our stomach mind. or how yeah. we hold ourselves So to add that yet on is such an easy way to do it. And it just gives us that little glimmer of hope and a little bit of sparkle, a little bit of choice. So we can actually choose whether we want to do this. But I think also with failure, I hate the word failure. Mm -hmm. It's a rough word, really. But hey, it's out there. and We can't protect our kids from all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But to celebrate the doing rather than the end result. So to get the energy up and do the high fives. Right, well, come on then. How many goes have you given it? Let's do 10 goes. Let's celebrate 10 goes. I don't care if you get there in the end. Let's just talk about you doing it 10 times and making them aware of the fact that it's not normal to get it right first time and it rarely happens. We have this lovely world 
full of social media showing perfection, mm-hmm. films that show the happy ending. Mm-hmm. It's all rubbish. I'm happy <laughs> to be a realist with the kids I work with. I'll say, come on, let's look at the guy who made the light bulb. That's yeah. what- And it's interesting you mentioned that because that's one of the stories that we've got in the magazine as well. Thomas Edison had 10,000 ways how not to make a light bulb. So make sure you check that story out, kids. Awesome. So moving on to communication, because communication is also a very big part of it. And communication is all about expression and the way you speak, but it's also how you physically act as well. So Emily, I know you mentioned about holding things in your head and in your tummy, but it's also having that word yet. So communication does play a big part in it. And there's obviously a difference between positive and negative communication. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, again, communication, like you said, you can't put it in a bucket. You can't Mm -hmm. wheel it around. It's not a thing. People say, oh, the communication wasn't right. It's not a thing. It's a process. It's something we do. Mm-hmm. And it's something we do unconsciously, which means we aren't even aware we're doing it until we mm-hmm. think, am I communicating? Yeah. You are communicating every minute of the day. So I would say as a very, very quick and easy tip, this wonderful thing we've all been gifted, these different faces They give away so much. You may think that you're not talking and things are in your mind, but a lot of time you can be showing it in your face and in your body. And Mm -hmm. other people can't help but get their crystal ball out and think, they must mean this because they looked at me that way. Mm -hmm. And so many issues in the home, at school, gosh, all over the place have started with people saying, they looked at me this way. I'm not sure if they like me. So (laughs) think about this thing. Think about this thing you've got. I say to my daughter sometimes, Mm -hmm. What does that look like to other people? And yeah. how do you want it to come across? Yeah. Is there a better way? So I would say some negatives can be the faces that you get. Loads yeah. of kids will have these imaginary arguments just from cranky faces. So yeah. pay attention to your body, especially if you want to make new friendships. Are you happy and welcoming? Mm-hmm. Grab that mirror and have a look. If you find you're in a bad mood and you're doing the face, go and have a look at what that face looks like. It's giving a message, it's communicating something, and it might not be what you want to put across. Mm -hmm. And it might not be helpful to other people. So that's one. Some other negatives I've got. Oh, I've got some interesting ones here. So we've looked at mind reading. Yeah. Guess what? None of us are fortune tellers. Yeah. We can never tell what somebody else is thinking unless we ask them a decent question, a question that allows them to talk. So saying, he doesn't like me because you cannot get that crystal ball out. It doesn't exist. Let it go now because you will have a much happier life if you turn off your mind reading. It's a waste of your time. It's totally negative for you. Also on my list is labelling. We sometimes do it out of love as parents. We sometimes do it for our friends, for our brothers, for our sisters. They're shy, so I'm looking after them. But actually, by telling someone they're something, after a while, they become it. Yeah. Whether they believe they're doing it or not. So think about the words that you use with other people around you, kids, because you might have a friend and you want to protect them, but you may be putting them in a position where they will then become that. They might not want to. So yeah. think about the words you use to give labels to others. I love that one. It's so important. And we, do you know what? We do it from a place of love. Yes. Yeah. I've had so many kids come to me and say, but I'm really shy and I'm not confident. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? They're like, I don't really know. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just not. I'm like, well, you've heard it somewhere. Let's number one, let's trash that up. Yeah. And let's think about what you really what you are. What you really are. Yeah. And they don't realise they're doing it, do they? Because labels come so easily. They do. Children. They um, do. And, and, they and they get yeah and they get taught very young to put things in buckets so yeah. the key message here is to let's smash through those buckets and create our own perceptions of what we want to call things definitely and there's one more i think is really important and i think even as children there's no excuse we learn this stuff now because kids are so intelligent they really really they are. really are it's about taking responsibility for how you want the conversation to go because let's face it communication a lot of the time is between two people and we are sharing and we are getting information across so have in mind what you would like to happen between you rather than picking up on things and just letting things free fall so if you've got something and another thing your message your opinions your thoughts and your beliefs are so important Never hold them inside thinking, I don't know how to do it. There's always a way that you can gently get your message across, that your voice is heard, because that also meets so well with confidence. That's where confidence and communication become one. Because actually, no matter if you're two years old, we are all as important as each other and we all have this unique message and these unique beliefs and values. And it's your gift to the world. So it's important to share there. them. Yeah, yes. very important to share it. Definitely. Fantastic. I absolutely love that. Thank you. Um, so just before we close off, it's been amazing talking to you. But one of the questions that we ask all our influencers is if you had a superpower, what would it be and why? Well, I was actually thinking of this earlier, and I don't know whether I've got the superhero terminology for 2018 totally on point, but I, would, I don't know if it's called teleportation. I would like the ability to oh, be able nice. to very quickly move from one place to the other. And I, like I thought long and hard about whether I'd like to be in two places at once. And do you know what? I decided no. I want to be present, totally present wherever I am. Yeah. So that the people I'm with know that I'm there, and I'm mm-hmm. not fiddling on a phone, I'm not thinking about something else. Yeah. So for me, my power would be that I can quickly move to different places. So for instance, if I was feeling really inspired today and I've got this picture of Italy behind me, I would like to say, I'd like lunch in Italy right now. And I'm Go. off. Oh, I like that I one. <laughs> no travel, no planes, no waiting in queues. <laughs> yeah. Instant movement, nice. That. Yes, <laughs> and that would, in fact, I've had a lovely little think about that this morning, and it's made me very happy. I've imagined because the brain doesn't know what's really fantastic. I feel really great for thinking about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic, I love it. Thank you, and thank you very much for joining us today. I think some of the stuff that you've covered and the topics and things that we've discussed have been so interesting, and I cannot wait to share it with our readers and we'll put down the links to your website and all the great stuff that you do in the magazine as well. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved it and I wish you every success. Thank you very, very much. Thanks for listening to our conversation with Emily. As always, check out the cheat sheet, share this with other parents and thanks for listening. I truly appreciate you. Till next week. Thank you for tuning in to the School Plus Kids podcast. We hope you found this episode informative and inspiring and that it gave you some new insights and ideas in your parenting journey. 
Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at school plus underscore kids for more parenting tips, resources and community. If you have a specific topic or question you'd like us to talk about in future episodes, please drop us a DM on Instagram. Thanks for listening.